Welcome to the Stone Church Podcast, a series of conversations inspired by Sunday messages we hope will spark your curiosity and encourage you in your faith journey. for our final episode of Women on Mission. My name is Catherine Tenkate, and here with me are Alana Petter and Tomi Olajide. And unfortunately, Ashley Palmer couldn't be with us today. Earlier this year, Alana preached this ripper of a message called Women on Mission. It was an incredible conversation starter and timely message for the church. And over the past three weeks, we have discussed the origins of some of the misguided thinking and treatment of women through the ages and the importance of the entire church, men and women, knowing how God created us to complement each other rather than trying to dominate each other. And last week, we talked about the fact that God's spiritual gifts are given to women too. So ladies, feel free to jump in with any of the highlights that uh, you've had from over the past few weeks. A highlight for me, at least, um, has been a reminder that our gifts come from God and the authority as well as instruction to use these gifts also comes from God. So women can do things for the kingdom of God when we're not restricted from using our gifts or answering our call to ministry. In fact, our discussion has shown that restriction, power struggles and competition are closely linked and have an effect on one another. But even more, they take away from the bigger picture that we are one body and one team. I agree. You know, when we're all empowered to use our gifts and see ourselves as a team, providing what each other is lacking, it is a beautiful picture indeed. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. (laughs) One of the things that discussing all of this over these past few weeks has really raised for me is how grateful I am for my grandmothers and my mother who have all been women who've led ministries. And in fact, my mother still leads a ministry today and my grandmother does too. She's 100 and she leads a hymn singing group and is always there, you know, ready to to minister to people in the place that she lives in. And they've really modelled to me, not just that women can do these things, but that we are all given opportunities to use our gifting, particularly in serving others. And it really resounded with what you said in your message, Alana, that our gifts are given to us to serve others, not ourselves. Thanks, Kate. And that's amazing about your grandmother. And I hope to be able to say the same thing one day that at 100 years old, I still have a ministry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, that's a beautiful gift that your mom and your grandmother gave you. And they were right in saying that our gifts are given for us to serve others, not ourselves. Whether we're a man or a woman, God knows that our human nature, our flesh, our sin nature is more prone to tearing down than building up. I think that's why in 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11, it says each of us has received a gift and we're to use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Our gifts were not given to us to puff us up with pride because it's God who works in us to will and to do his good pleasure, as it tells us in Philippians 2, 13. And there is just no room for pride in that. Our gifts are not given to serve us but others. And you know, when we see in Romans where Paul tells the church, I long to see you so that I may use my spiritual gifts to strengthen you. 
Paul isn't referring to his bodily strength, but to strength of faith. Mm. When we strengthen someone with a spiritual gift, it's given to build up their faith in God. And that means when we use our gifts, we are relying on Holy Spirit, not ourselves to empower us. Mm. And that kind of goes back to what we've talked about in some of the previous um, podcasts, you know, that when you take authority over others by teaching or preaching to them, we don't understand that these gifts are empowered by Holy Spirit, and He teaches us all things. So one of the ways He does it is by using the gift of teaching and preaching. Mm. And these gifts are given and exercised through the empowerment of Holy Spirit, not our own power, Mm. not our own authority. It Mm. is God's authority that we use them with. Yeah. You know, and, and then we talk, I sort of talked about spiritual gifts because a spiritual gift, for those who don't know, is an ability given by the Holy Spirit to help us express our faith. Yeah. You know, and our faith is given to us by the Holy Spirit. And when we're exercising it in word or deed, we actually strengthen someone else's faith, which is just an amazing way. And by doing that, yeah. that's how we build up the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, and we understand too, like First Corinthians 13, which is called the love chapter, mm-hmm. the first part of it's really speaking to the, whole, the fact that, you know, we could have a whole bunch of spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. but unless they're rooted in the love of Christ, yeah. mm-hmm. then they're absolutely meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know, our gifts are given to us to use in the power of Holy Spirit with love mm-hmm. to build others up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you made a really good point about the building each other up because of the scarcity of opportunity and also we can get into a comparison game as well. I think there has been uh that that thing in womanhood, womankind for a long time of not supporting each other well. And I love that we we are coming into a space now where we are doing that. And and that's a really great representation of, of our gifts being used in the way they're supposed to be used mm-hmm. is in support of others and in service yeah, of right. others yeah. and encouraging mm-hmm. others and bringing up that next generation of girls who are going to know what it is mm-hmm to be discovering the gifts that God's given them uh, without having to find, you know, a legitimacy to what they're doing because they, they know that, that they're able to do this. This is, this is a God-given thing, not, mm-hmm. not something, you know, that, that um, shouldn't be done. I'm, I don't know if I'm making any no, sense. No, no, you are. It's like it's that a sense of empowerment, but um, not just, I know that word is kind of like thrown around a little bit, but empowering the next generation or even those others around you who may not see um, any other kind of example or representation of yes. somebody actually using their gifts. It is, that's part of empowerment, not just to say like, oh yeah, you can do it, you know, of your own ability, but this is a bit more. This is like, I'm using mm-hmm. God's gifts yeah. and you can too. Like you, you, you have been given a God-given ability or a God-given gift. Yeah. Why won't you, why couldn't you use it? Why yeah. who who can say that who would yeah. say that you can't use it? Why why wouldn't you? You yeah. have the ability. I'm doing it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you can too. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's been that history too of 
of that churchy lady <laughs> who who's a bit judgy. Mm-hmm. She's a bit judgy. Uh, and I think that has really spilled over into some of the the culture of of churches. And mm-hmm. I mean there's there's a whole other kind of 20 episodes or more yeah. on <laughs> the different cultures within churches, oh, you yeah. know, and what, yeah. you know. So, I mean, some churches, the women aren't even allowed in the same building and, yeah. you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on. Watch out for part 27. Yeah. <laughs> but I I really think we're, we're coming into this place where the Bride of Christ is is supporting each other mm-hmm. and... And there's, it's like the sounding of the knell, you know, like the sounding of the, the bell. Like it's, it's time. Yeah. Let's pull together as the entire body mm-hmm. and begin to support each other. And it makes me think of, you know, that I don't know who said this saying, but, you know, when the tide rises in the harbour, all the boats rise. Yeah. It doesn't mm. matter what mm-hmm. kind of boat it is, what type of boat it is, mm. but we need to have that that humility of Christ that is continually looking yeah. at lifting the others around us up mm. mm-hmm. and not just trying to kind of vie for our place in the yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, That's the whole beauty of the ministry of reconciliation that we've been called to yeah. by God. It's reconciling the world to God and reconciling us to each other in right relationship, remembering that it's not a competition. God's given us gifts, so there's nothing to be competitive about, first of all, because we've done nothing to earn them. Yeah. They're simply given, and they're given so that we can build each other up. And instead, our human nature, like we mentioned before, that it, it makes us prone to want to tear each other down. And, and women in particular can be pretty nasty yeah. at times. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's not. we need to be on the same team. And remember, just because someone else has a gift doesn't diminish yours. We all have gifts right. and God intended for us all to use them together so that we'll all rise together yeah. and be the church that God called us to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when people say, there's room for all of us on the table. We can all eat. So like, we <laughs> doesn't have to be one by one. But no, I, I, I really, um, from what uh, you said there earlier, Alana, it, was, it made me think, you know, our gifts, our spiritual gifts are not to be taken lightly because we have this responsibility to be good stewards, right? From that section alone, that, that description alone, you know, to be a good steward, mm-hmm. that's a responsibility. So mm-hmm. let's not take yeah. um, our gifts lightly or take them for granted because it's not just, you know, or a steward of stacking the chairs or, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. getting like the cutlery out for the service. There's yeah. God's grace behind it as well. So kind of having, again, that humility that, you know, uh, God doesn't really have to bless me with anything, but, mm-hmm. you know, thank God for his grace, like by his grace, you know, he's kind of given me this ability or this gift to be able to do it. So kind of really appreciating that, that I, Joe or Joanne Bloggs in this world (laughs) have been given uh, uh, by the grace of God an ability. So like, you know, how powerful that is, how weighty that is, not to take it for granted, right? Yeah. Um, And then also not to be taken selfishly. Yeah. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Like, similar to what you guys were saying, but it made me kind of think, you know, how, like, nowadays everyone is kind of having a 
like a, a side hustle or like, yeah. you yeah. know, they're really into something and it's about how can I make a name for myself mm. um, in doing this thing, which, you know, not saying that's completely yeah, yeah, wrong, but yeah. I, I do like uh, what we're talking about, the responsibility of using our gifts to serve others, keeping in mind that um, this is to build up other people, as you said, strengthen the faith of others. Yeah. And it always makes me think, I've always thought about gifts in this sense, you know, imagine being stranded on a, on like a desert island with other people and, um, you know, you have to help each other survive. Yeah. So what can I do to make sure that everybody, that we all survive, right? Yeah. So yeah. then it's not just about me. I'm not trying to be king of the island or queen of the island, I should say. Yeah. And, you know, um, I'm the best at this and, yeah. You should be coming to me for... It's not about that. Like, we all need to survive yeah. on this island. So that's what I always think about when, in this, when we're talking about gifts in this sense, mm-hmm. um, that it's not just for me or to benefit me or to make a name for myself or, you know, yeah. get X number of, I don't know, Instagram <laughs> followers or, or whatever. Likes or, <laughs> or likes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, Retweets. you know, uh, yeah. build up myself and, and puff up my pride, as you were saying. But how can I use my ability to help others, to strengthen others as a team, as a body, as we keep saying, yeah. um, instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you brought that up, it made me think about the early church because we, we can always edit this out, Alana, if I'm wrong. <laughs> it, the, the early church was really dealing with a really hedonistic culture and, and, and even though they didn't have the technology we have now, mm-hmm. we're dealing with the same thing now. And so there are things that are tools for us to use uh, as far as social media. I, there's no one who can really, I can't think of a job, maybe a garbage collector, where you, <laughs> where social media and engaging mm-hmm. with that stuff isn't part of your work. And if you mm-hmm. want to be an entrepreneur and, you know, you're having to engage with that all the time yeah. and it's, I think you really hit the nail on the head in saying a priority has to be this is a tool that I'm using for ministering to others and making that a priority. And churches need need to do that too. It's very mm-hmm. easy for churches and church leadership to get into that, you know, that sort of mentality. And and as women, that the comparison game that we were already playing in church yeah. <laughs> is, now is now amplified a, yeah. to a the magnitude of it see. is huge. And that's not actually how God intended us to be comparing gifts and what this person's mm-hmm. doing. And I think there's benefit in being able to glean from others and learn from others. Mm. But in using our gifts and training our gifts, you know, the whole use it or lose it thing, Mm -hmm. your message really made me think a lot about the fact that we are stewarding it. The word stewardship comes up a lot and the whole idea of I've got to look after this thing, Mm. I have to develop this this thing and that's my responsibility to do that but not for the sake of this thing or for my own sake, but that so that God can work through this thing, you know, and what he's building through me and the journey of that. And you, mm-hmm. you spoke a lot about that in, in your message. Yeah. And, and I think even just speaking to that, which I didn't mention in my message, but you just made me think about is the idea that 
where we're grounded. Mm-hmm. So I want everybody to really hear this because it's important, because character is so important in ministry. Mm-hmm. Character is so important in everything we do in life. And, you know, we need to get that character. We need to be grounded in the love of Christ. We need to, yeah. to live from a place of being loved in Christ so that we're not looking for our affirmation from other people or things. Because then when we do, we can truly do what it says in 1 Corinthians 13 and lead with love because we're not leading, um, thinking that we're competing against others. We're we're a team and, and we get it. And we understand mm-hmm. that our gifts are given to us, not for ourselves and our glory, but yeah. for God and mm-hmm. to glorify Him yeah. Yeah. in whatever we do. Yeah. And whether that's ministry or it's in the a secular field, it doesn't matter. God's given you a gift and He wants you to steward it well for His glory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because when we're at our best, we're pleasing God yeah. and we're understanding and using the gifts. And, and our confidence comes not from our ego about thinking we're so good at this or that. Our confidence comes because we know that yeah. we are God's daughters and he loves us and he's given us these to use so we can confidently use them yeah Mm -hmm. and the the reverse of this is that because we're talking about the the pride aspect of it the sin is the same both sides of that coin Mm -hmm. so you you can be prideful and all about me but you can also have that oh i can't do that or i'm just not gonna yeah, try. You, mean, you can yeah, have yeah, yeah. a false humility, or really be in a in a in a cycle of insecurity and and fear that that stop you from actually doing the thing that mm-hmm. God's gifted you to do, and and you completely underestimate what you being at the table brings. Mm. Yeah. I think some people think, well, there's lots of people doing things. It doesn't matter if I'm not there. I remember a, uh, a, a vocal coach once talking to us about when, when singers go to learn a song, like I, I've sung at a ridiculous amount of weddings. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> for, a, for a time in my life I was nicknamed the wedding oh, singer. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I could probably do a rendition of Wind Beneath My Wings now. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how old I am now. And uh, this vocal coach was saying a lot of people approaching a particular piece of music, if it's popular, it, they're trying to sing it like the person who made this sing it. But the oh. truth is every voice is unique. Mm-hmm. And you have to approach that with your unique voice. And and it was a really motivating um, workshop I was in. She said, you were given a voice and the earth needs to hear that. And you, and, and you, and you were made to have that sound and that tonality to your voice. And, you know, mm. I, there's probably mm-hmm. very few people who we shouldn't hear sing. Yeah. I just I took that to a weird place then. I'll probably cut that out. Yeah, uh, some yeah. people probably shouldn't say <laughs> There are, there are some people that Because they throw everybody like, else off. They're like, just, just... That's not your gift. God loves it. <laughs> We're all struggling, but God loves your pure Maybe heart. More that's it. God yes, loves your pure heart. A solo singer <laughs> in a choir. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, 
everybody has their own unique uniqueness, uniqueness, <laughs> and everybody's needed, and that's the whole idea: is yes, everybody every is needed right. in the body, yes, to make the body run efficiently. Mm. Yeah. And it's learning not to compare yourself because too often times when people are really um, hard on themselves and like you know it, it could be the same you know like everybody on our um, pastoral team has different strengths and weaknesses and we can't be each other like I'm not funny like Kate like <laughs> you oh, know Lana you're pretty funny <laughs> you crack me up a lot but uh, <laughs> you know but I mean like Kate has a different style of preaching Alex has a different style of preaching mm, yeah and Jackson and Pastor Godfrey you yeah. know and yeah, Elvin and I have a different style than everybody too, and that's yeah. okay. Mm. We don't we don't want to all try to be each other. No, we just have to be ourselves and who God created us e- to be, exactly. yes. and yeah. preach the messages that God's given us. But that includes everybody in the whole church. God's given everybody different gifts and different things yeah. to use, and you just have to be you. Mm. Yes, and one hundred percent. Yeah, and even um, just to touch on what you were saying about the other side of the coin, the uh, self. You say self humility, like being too, sorry, false humility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being oh, I can't do this. just. I recently heard um, a sermon actually delivered by uh, a woman, <laughs> and there was a point in it that um, really kind of struck out to me. And I apologize, I don't know the exact word she used, but it's, it was along the lines of. Um, she was like, don't you know you're insulting God? Like, it's an insult to God to say, wow. like, oh, I can't do this because, you know, like, oh, and I, I'm too... The, when God has wow. already told you who you are. Wow. And now you're throwing it back in his face and saying, no, I can't because, you know, I'm too shy or I don't have a loud enough voice. And, and she was like, read the word. God has told you who you are. Yeah. Why are you telling him you're something else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it- really struck me. I was like... Oh, I don't want to insult God, but yeah, yeah it kind of makes you think. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting when you think about it in Scripture how often that situation comes up again and again. Mm. Like Moses did it and Gideon mm. did it. You know, all these different people who had this identity crisis or imposter syndrome yeah. or you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it and it comes up up again and again because I think God was very aware and Jesus spoke to it as Mm. well you know in the parable of the talents Mm -hmm. he knew what our humanity what our humanity feels like when it's unsure of itself and Mm -hmm. and what we go through and knew that we needed these passages of scripture to say hey come on snap out of it Mm. yeah God, yeah. God has called you and has gifted you, mm-hmm. and right, it's time to mm-hmm. to step up. And yeah. my prayer and hope is that from conversations like this and seeing more women in ministry and speaking and in leadership and influential positions, we'll have more people step up into what they've called, been called to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because our gifts are given to us as well, like. In First Corinthians thirteen eight to nine, for now, like once Christ returns, once the king, God's kingdom has come in full, yeah. those gifts are no longer going to be needed, and it says we'll no longer have those gifts necessarily to use because they're they're meant to be used now, you yeah. know, to um, proclaim Christ's return until He comes, to proclaim that the kingdom has come, and to show how God's kingdom is here now, but not 
quite fully here yeah. yet, yeah. you know, and we have to remember that's the whole thing. It comes down to stewardship. We need, we're responsible for stewarding our gifts well now, while they're needed, you know, and stewarding them with love, you know, and also encouraging each other to use yeah. our gifts, like God yep. tells us to encourage one another um, every day, yeah. you know, yeah. because he wants us to use our gifts individually and collectively, you know, um, and it's only when we're all individually doing our part, which means we're all individually using our spiritual gift in the way that God has called us to use them, that the whole church, the whole body of Christ will fully be built up. Yeah. You know, and that means we need a church grounded on the love of Christ and with people willing to step up and use their gifts to build the body yeah. together. When we are talking about stewardship, you know, it's hard not to think about um, the passage in Matthew 25, 14 to 29, where Jesus is using an illustration to share that he's gone away, but he has left us gifts through the Holy Spirit, which he calls talents in this parable. Yeah. And each person is given different gifts and abilities, like we were talking about, one person's given five talents and another person's given two. And they went and invested and doubled their talents or giftings through using them, through yeah. good management of yeah. them. Whereas the person with one talent went and buried it. They didn't even use it. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus, the master, returned, he asked for an accounting from every person for how they had used their talents. And the person with five talents and the person with two talents had each doubled their talents, and Jesus was yeah. well pleased with them and rewarded them. But the person with one talent who went and hid it away, Jesus wasn't pleased with them. Yeah. And he actually took the talent they already have and gave it to the others who would use it. And it's important for us to remember that Christ is returning, and when he does, he wants to He's going to ask us each personally what we did with the spiritual gifts he gave us, mm. how we used them to edify and build others up mm. in the body. You know, he gave them to us because he wants us to do the work of ministry, whether you're a male or a female. He gave them to us so that each of us would use our gifts to do our part in building up the church of God. Because he wants us to build it all together so that it becomes the fullness of Christ. Right. Yeah. You know, and he decides who receives each gift and talent, indiscriminate of gender. But he will hold each of us personally responsible for how we use the gifts we were given. Yeah. So, woman, remember, you're called to the same mission as men in church. We're all called to work cooperatively together. Mm. using our gifts to do great things for Him. And we need to get rid of all of the other junk yeah. that we've created. And, you know, people think, well, well, why do you bring up women in ministry? You know, I had one woman pastor say, I don't want to talk about it mm, because really? I just want to be a pastor. But, you know, I was reminded of Jeremiah 6.14. You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. Yeah, hmm. come on. There has been a huge woundedness yeah. in the church because yeah. we have not allowed women to use their gifts fully. Mm. Yeah. 
And it's not going to get healed by just pretending it's not there because it still is there in many areas. And it needs to have a voice. It needs people to speak up and say, like, this has been wrong. Mm. This is not what God intended. Let's get ourselves back to Genesis and let's be that church that builds one another up, that allows everyone to fully use their giftings and to nobody to feel like they can say to someone else, you can't do that because you're a woman. Yeah. I feel like I get where the person was coming from who who said that because it's kind of, I guess, a label that maybe she didn't want. Like, oh, I'm not just any pastor. I'm a woman Mm -hmm. pastor. And, you know, we want to talk about women in ministry where maybe she just wanted to to be like, no, don't see me as that. See me as any other person. But I agree with what what you're saying, because um, another phrase that's used (laughs) a lot, but representation really does matter because Mm. like that's the whole point of talking about women in ministry. As a woman in ministry, someone is looking at you. Other women are looking at you. And it's whether you want to be, I guess, identified or labeled or whatever as such. Um, people's eyes are, or women's eyes are still on you. So to see that somebody else is doing it, it really does matter. It does have yeah. an effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess until we get to a point where women are using their gifts and they're, and they're pastoring, they're ministering and doing, and there's no real conversation, oh, there's no real push against it, where it's quote unquote normal, then praise God, we wouldn't have to have women in ministry <laughs> yeah, conversations. Yeah, we wouldn't have yeah, to have yeah. that kind of talk mm-hmm. because it would be it would so be normal. Yeah, are you called ministry? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like it would sound yeah. archaic to even talk about, oh, why should we? Like, but we haven't got to that point yet. So mm-hmm. it's still a topic of conversation. It's still a um, uh, something that needs to be addressed let's say, or, or, you know, we need to still encourage people and, and mm-hmm. have that representation, like role models, um, so that people, more women can feel like they can use their gifts yeah. until such a time where everything is completely normal. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, I do see where she's coming from as well mm-hmm. because it's almost, it's like a spotlight where yeah. maybe yeah. it's unnecessary spotlight, but it's still something that can be used positively mm-hmm. yeah it's still a, a powerful spotlight it's still a tool yeah I remember being told I, I was asking some questions early on uh in my early 20s at the first the first church I was working at around uh were there women on the board and I mean this is well over 20 or more years ago you know why aren't we seeing more senior leaders of churches who are female and, you know, I was asking a whole bunch of questions. Mm. And one of the other pastors there was like, oh, you just want to be careful that, you know, you you don't end up being kind of pegged as a gender defender. And (laughs) at the time, uh, he he, and he was very supportive of me and other women in ministry. Mm. And at the time what he was meaning was get in – do the work and show people this is a woman in ministry. Yeah. But what it did for me was to really back away from having like like that pastor, uh-huh. actually having that conversation and being open to talking about it and really looking for 
other young women who who I would be mentoring and I mean I had teams of people I was working with but mm-hmm. really looking out for that particularly if you're mm-hmm. in a pastoral role or a, or a church leadership role to be looking for and identifying those young women who are coming up so you can help them yeah and they're not they're not having to go through the things that mm-hmm. you went through and right. it, and I think there were there were people who I could have helped more if I hadn't have kind of backed away from, you know, oh, I don't want to be a gender, a gender defender. defender. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be. And it was a time. It was a time in the church that if you got too, you know, vocal about things, you'd kind of get pegged in this in this corner. Yeah. And I remember when I, I was a youth pastor at that time and I remember uh, one of the camps that we were on and, talking with one of the other leaders, I said, we want to be at the table. Like the girls, we want to be at the table. And I said, I don't even know what other female youth pastors are out there. And so because I started asking the questions, they started looking at who was out there. And there were actually, uh, in the city I was in, there were at least four others that I knew of. Mm. And so we started connecting after mm. that. Mm. And, in fact, one of them ended up being my bridesmaid. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, and so having these conversations is not just about kind of jumping on this current Doing your bit for the women. Yeah, <laughs> we're not just yeah. – this is this was no never – this was never about – you know, being in touch with the zeitgeist of what's <laughs> happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. This was purely about let's get the church functioning in the way that it should function. And so mm-hmm. when we have been talking about women on mission and women in ministry, we have referenced a lot of women in full-time ministry or part-time ministry within churches, but we're also talking about women who are in leadership in industry and in politics and have positions of influence Mm -hmm. and careers that they're in places of influence. And if they are a Christian, then they are called to ministry in the place that they're in. They're called to minister in the body, but, like, how are they functioning in those places? And that's why these conversations are important because it's time for the church to stop kind of designating, talking about business and entrepreneurship and leadership to just men, Mm -hmm. but there there has to be the inclusion of the whole body of Christ in Where are you, you know, Jesus said to shine your light, like a city Mm -hmm. on a hill, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't kind of hide its lights. It's like, hey, we're here. And so there has to be that element of, okay, God has called all of us Mm -hmm. to step up and to bring light and life and be salt and light in the places we're in. And that's the whole body, not just one half of it. Yeah. Exactly, because, you know, women's ministry often focuses on um, the same sort of topics and they totally ignore the corporate world and how we can be helping the women in our sphere of influence, you know, understand how they can be, um, you know, the light of the world 
in their business place, mm. you know, and we yeah. need to, to realize that and we need to be there and support one another. And, you know, yes. a lot of these women are fairly lonely in what they're doing mm-hmm. and they need support and they yeah. need people coming alongside them and encouraging them to use their gifts because there still is um, a lot of pushback out there. Yeah. Even in the world. And it's not like we mentioned, it's not about this woman's um, liberty or whatever, where we're like pushing women only and all men need to get out of here. No, we love men. (laughs) We need each other, you know, but but we also have to allow women to use their gifts. Yes. And, you know, there's lots of wonderful men, my husband included, and I know Thomas yeah, Tate's he's husband pretty, too. He's pretty great. Pretty great about <laughs> supporting and encouraging us to use our giftings. Yeah. But, you know, so if you're a man out there, support, encourage, yeah. get behind. Don't be afraid to mentor women. Mm. You know, we, we seem to have this idea that, oh, you can't do that because somehow women are going to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, it's Take a tricky. It's a tricky. It's a tricky thing, and I know, particularly in church life, there's been, you know, people. I realize why they've put certain mm-hmm. measures in place, but it, it sometimes it can be weird, particularly if you're a woman who is working in an industry with men all the time that you're traveling in a car with them or you're having a meeting in an office with them and then and yet when you go and meet with one of the pastors of the church you're like all right everybody there is a woman in my office I'm just gonna leave the door open and I got the whole glass wall and you know and I, we we understand why there have been particular rules or or pr- uh, procedures or principles put in place in certain places because mm-hmm. there have been terrible things that have happened yeah. behind yeah. closed doors. That has to be acknowledged. Mm. Yeah, it does. But what has to happen is for us not to live in fear mm-hmm. and for us not to treat each other from an adversarial position and to have wisdom in place mm-hmm. for mentorship to happen from the best person that should be mentoring you. Yeah. You know, if you're getting mentorship from a woman because, well, she's a woman and therefore I have to have the mentorship with the woman, well, that that I would never have ended up in ministry if that was the case because mm-hmm. there was, there no, was no one there. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, every, I had to learn and I am so grateful for for the men who would listen mm-hmm. and also who who recognize something me and were like okay let's mm. let's work on this let's go we have a we do have a long way to go i think particularly mm-hmm. in church culture of helping people and and one of the things we said earlier really i just a, a light bulb moment is that in seeing Women. Oh, when you were talking about representation. Okay. In seeing women, and when we talk about women in ministry, or I should say women ministering, so whether it's preaching, whether it's someone leading a team that serves people, uh, we have 
an incredible young woman at the church, Shane, who who heads oh, yeah. up, you know, a tech cruise mm-hmm. and shout out you know, Shane. Yeah, shout <laughs> out Shane. Um, whether seeing women in those positions of leadership and influence that have men of all varying ages mm-hmm. who are on their teams, who are under their leadership, working with them, that is important. Because then you have a generation of young men and women who see that yeah, and see that as a regular and normal thing. And I think that was part for me of why it wasn't until I kind of got out of my little immediate sphere of influence where mm-hmm. my mum was in ministry and my dad would <laughs> you know, carry things and do stuff and, you know, mum's mm. doing a thing, so let's go. It wasn't until I got out of that, I was like, oh, that's not the case for everyone, yeah, and and so because I was seeing that, that's how my world looked, and mm-hmm. I th- I think you're right. Us having these conversations, churches actually strategically looking at how they are raising up leaders, and do they have women being raised up in leadership, and mm-hmm. how are they releasing women into ministry? Starting to think about those things and talk about those things and do those things, yeah. That's why we're doing this, you know. So mm. we have to wrap up our Women on Ministry <laughs> series right now. And I think this is a great moment to wrap it up in. Yeah. But I just want to say a big thank you to Ashley and to you, Tommy, and especially for you, Alana, for being so willing to unpack the message that you preached. But before we go, I wondered if you had any thoughts or advice for the women listening or people listening to the podcast that feel called to ministry mm-hmm. uh, or perhaps are feeling like it's time to step out into a new area of leadership or into a new project or just having that feeling like, okay, I've got my one talent. I've got to do something with it. <laughs> yep. Um, well, you know, God's call on all, all of our lives is, is amazing. Um, and a call to ministry is, is a special call. Um, when God's calling us to do stuff, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. there, there's going to be lots of roadblocks, and there's going to be times when you feel like quitting. And that's why we need each other to build one another up. Um, you know, and it's just important to remember, as we were talking, that our gifts are given to us not to puff us up. So character is so important and character development and allowing God to, mm-hmm. to develop the character you're going to need to steward your gifts well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I encourage you if you are feeling called to ministry, look for other female ministry leaders and ask one or two of them to come alongside you and mentor you and find those male leaders that are willing to also come alongside and mentor you. We need to always remember that all of our gifts come from God mm. who who loves us. All the praise and the glory and the honor needs to go to him as we use our gifts. Just remember, too, though, that, that God's created you the way you are on purpose yeah. and for His glory, and He's created you beautifully. So don't compare yourselves to other people because mm-hmm. that is just um, going to stop you and keep you stuck, and it won't allow you to, to use your gifts fully because you're worried about what other people's gifts are and how they're using them. Well, we're called to use them together mm-hmm. and someone else's talent doesn't diminish mine. 
and my right. talent doesn't diminish someone else's yeah. talent. Yeah. You know, we're all to use them together. You know, so just remember, and I want to encourage you, don't let bad theology mm. keep you from being who God called you yeah. to be. Yeah. You know, because you're the one at the end of the day who's responsible to do what God's called you to do. Right. You're the one who's going to stand before him and he's going to say, exactly. what did you do with, uh, with what I gave you? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, you know, we're told that the, the fields are ripe for harvest and we need every worker, every man, every woman using their gifts, no matter how young or old you are, it's never too late to start. Yeah. So just be encouraged. If God's calling you, he will give you what you need to do what he's asked you to do. So just take that step of faith and yeah. and take that step forward and be obedient and the rest will follow. Thanks for listening to the Stone Church Podcast. For more information about the Christian faith and Stone Church, visit us online at stonechurch.ca.